Thank you for joining our live stream. We want you to uh, check in today. Let us know that you're doing well. Just type your name in, your family, uh, where it is that you're watching from. We just, we go back and we read these at the end of the day. Yes. And it's just beautiful to see that you are well, your household is well, and, and everything is going well for you. And if it's not, I've got good news for you too. That too will change. That's right. I said that too will change. This came so that it could pass. And we'll still come out better on the other side. We've been ministering the last two weeks on covenant rights, and we won't go backwards today in order to go forwards. We're just going to pick right up. God did not leave us helpless. God did not leave us without authority. He did not leave us without rights, and He certainly did not leave us without privileges. Everything that we just celebrated through His death, burial, and resurrection it allows us to be proactive with what's going on in our world today. As believers, we should never be reactive. We should always be proactive. And God's left us some tools here that this is your right, it's your responsibility, and your privilege to walk in these. And so today we're going to talk about part three of covenant rights. We're going to look at what are our covenant rights. I'll start with number one today. We have forgiveness of sins through the blood of Christ. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that. We have forgiveness of sins yes. through the blood of Christ. Matthew chapter 26, verse 28 from the Passion Translation tells us, For this is the blood that seals the new covenant. It will be poured out for many, and I love the language here, for the complete forgiveness of sins. See, if it was not for his death, burial, and resurrection, we would still be in our sins. Yep. But the result of his death, burial, and resurrection is that we have forgiveness of all of our sins. I don't know about you today, but I'm thankful that everything that I've ever done has already been forgiven. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, the Passion Translation reads it this way. It says, since we are now joined to Christ... See, the moment you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you are made one with Him. It says here, we have been given the treasures of redemption by His blood, and I love the language here again, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of His grace. Cascading there gives the imagery of a waterfall that just keeps running and cascading down, and it never runs dry. So what God is saying here to all of us is that we can never exhaust the riches of His grace, His favor, His benefit, His graciousness, His liberality. It is literally a gift to us. Now, we know that doesn't give us a license to sin. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 says, it is the grace of God that teaches us to deny ungodliness and all worldly lust. Right. So actually, it's the direct opposite. When we know how good God has been to us, it should really place a, a give us a heart to not want to sin, to not want to let Him down because He's been so good to us. Why don't you just lift your hands right where you are yes. right now yes. and just thank God that all of your sins are already forgiven. That's right. What a blessing. What a privilege and what a right that That's we have. That's right. Now, number two of these covenant rights is that we have justification through His blood. We have justification 
through his blood. You want to turn to Romans chapter 5. And, you know, before I go there, my mother, when she first came to the United States of America, you know, she was an, my mother's an immigrant, and she had to go through this process before she could become a citizen. And during that process, because this is during the Vietnam War times, there was this threat that she could be deported at any time. Some of you understand that. You have relatives that are from other countries, the West Indies, uh, uh, Central America, Africa, wherever, and, and you might have friends or relatives, or you might even be here by permission. But see, once you become a citizen, there are certain privileges and certain uh, rights that you have. And when you're a citizen of the kingdom of God, yeah. he says that you are justified. Yeah. You are made righteous. That's In good. other words, now you have all the promises that this kingdom has afforded That's you. That's good. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 9 in the Passion Translation, I don't have to add much to this because he makes it so plain. Yeah. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. Thank you. And now, and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. Flawless. Say, I am flawless. I am flawless. <laughs> this means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God. Thank you. In other words, we can now call him our friend, yeah. our ally. He's not somebody or something that's trying to take something from us. He's someone that's trying to get something to us. Yeah. See, Christianity and your faith in Jesus is not restrictive. It gives you liberty. Yeah. And this peace, nothing broken, nothing missing, is what's afforded to us. Yeah. And it says here, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Verse 2, our faith guarantees us permanent access to his marvelous kindness that was given to us a perfect relationship with God. His marvelous kindness. In other words, he wants to be a blessing to you. Yeah. He wants to heal you. He wants to prosper you. He wants to advance you. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. So then our response is this hope that we'll never be the, the underdog, that we won't be the tail, but instead we are the head. We will never be the last, but instead we will be the first. Amen? And then he says, but that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. In other words, there is no troubles that will take you under. That's right. When you are in Christ Jesus, troubles is just the, the playing ground for you to just develop in your patience and your endurance and the hope that is in Christ Jesus. He says here, in verse 4, and patient endurance will refine our character, and proven character leads us back to hope. See, what we're seeing right now, it shall pass. You know, I don't know what the media realized when they put it out there, publicizing that statement, but this too, yeah, it's it shall pass. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. In other words, he says, hey, this hope is not disappointing because he's going to come through. He is. Yeah. He will come through. In fact, he has come through. That's Amen. Right. Amen. For those that will trust in him. For when the time was right, the anointed one came and died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were tirelessly, entirely helpless, weak, and powerless to save themselves. You don't have the answers in and of yourself. You can't solve it. I don't care what kind of theories are out there. Listen, at the end of the day, 
It's too much going on for you to figure out the evil. Just figure out the God that you serve, and he'll make all things right. Amen. Amen. And then he says, now, who of us would dare to die for the sake of a wicked person? <laughs> we can all understand if someone was willing to die for a truly noble person. You know, I remember when we were looking at that, um, the Exonerated Five, and it was just an atrocity that these young men served this time in prison for a crime that they clearly did not commit. And so America society got so upset and so upheaved because they served time for something they didn't do. But just think now, someone who died for something he didn't do. Yeah. That's good. That's good. But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place Thank while we were still lost and ungodly. Thank you, Father. Verse 9, and there is still much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration, you are now righteous in my sight. I don't see what you did. I don't see where you came from. Yeah. I don't care how you got here. Yeah. I'm saying that you're right. Yeah. I'm saying that you're good. Yeah. I'm saying that I still love you yeah. and nothing can separate me from you. Yes. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. That is such good news. Man, God will never be angry at us. He'll never be mad at us. There's nothing we could ever do that would draw God's wrath to our lives. That's right. When you're in Christ Jesus. When you're in Christ Jesus. He made us righteous. Exactly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is your right and your privilege. If you don't know that today, you can walk in that before this service is over. What is our third right and privilege? We have sanctification through His blood. Sanctification biblically means to be set apart. Set apart for a purpose, right? Not just set apart so that we can become exclusive, but set apart so that we can be a light to a lost and dying world. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 13, beginning at verse 12. And again, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, Passion Translation. And it says here, and Jesus, our sin sacrifice, also suffered death outside the city walls to make us holy by his own blood. Now, that outside the city walls is symbolic because Jesus came for the Jews, but they rejected him. And so he suffered outside the city walls because it was symbolic that he was going outside of Jerusalem to reach the Gentiles, right. of which we all represent. I believe that there's some additional symbolism here in verse 13 so we must arise and join him outside the religious walls and bear his disgrace. Folks, we've been having church for too long inside the four walls of the building that God said it's time for me to put you all out so that you can realize there's a lost and dying world out there that we need to reach. Folks, we've been doing church inside the four walls for too long, and God is calling us outside of these four walls to yes. suffer the shame and the disgrace, to say that we are Jesus freaks and we love God. Call me all of that, but I know his power will go with me. 
folks linked up church must do a better job of saving those that are outside the four walls of this building. I believe God is resetting the church. He's resetting our thinking, resetting our focus, and it can no longer be about me, myself, and I, me, my four, and no more. It can no longer be about what's happening inside the building. It must be about what's going on outside these four walls. That's right. That's right. Not just linked up church, but the body of Christ. The body of Christ, period. Now, I know the devil thinks he's closed churches. My wife shared something with me on yesterday. He didn't close churches. God opened up churches in every living room, basement, car all around this country to demonstrate to us that he is not limited to the four walls of a building. That's right. Verse 14 says, for we have no city here on earth. I don't know. We can't take this building with us. We can't take our homes with us. We can't take none of this with us. For we have no city here on earth to be our permanent home. But we seek the city that is destined to come, New Jerusalem. Yes. So we no longer offer up a steady stream of blood sacrifices. But through Jesus, we offer up to God a steady stream of praise sacrifices. That's right. Sacrifice means to surrender. It means that it must cost you something. It means that you are thankful. You have an attitude of gratitude. He said, these are the lambs we offer from our lips that celebrate his name. I want you right now where you're at with no shame to offer up the sacrifice of praise. Grab your children's hands. Grab your family member. Grab your spouse. Lift up your hands right now and offer up a sacrifice of praise. God, you are good. I'm thankful that you sustained Linked Up Church through this pandemic. Thank you for keeping us whole, Father. Thank you for keeping our vendors whole, Father. Thank you for growing us through the pandemic, Father. I am thankful because you are good, and I give you the praise, which is the fruit of my lips. And I give you that as an offering this morning. I prayed it all around the world today. Everyone watching today, you offered up a sacrifice of praise. I pray that you didn't just stare at your screen or your device and act like God has done nothing for you. Because if you have a device to look at, God has been good to you. Yes, that's right. You're sitting in a home right now. God has been good to you. You're in an apartment right now. There's food in that refrigerator. You have a lot to be thankful for. Don't ever miss your opportunity to give God thanks and to give him praise. Verse 16 says, for we will show mercy to the poor. Linked up church believers must do more for those that are less fortunate. This is what it means to be set apart, to be sanctified. It means to live a life of praise. It means to do more for the poor, to show mercy for the poor. It says, and not miss an opportunity to do acts of kindness for others. Don't miss an opportunity. Someone is less fortunate than you are right now. Don't miss an opportunity to be kind to someone that is less fortunate than you. This is linked up church, folks. We must do better at connecting people to God. We must do better, folks, as coming together as a family, not necessarily in a building, but through our connect groups. We offer step three today, right after these classes, right after this service, to help you learn more about your purpose and what it is that God has called you to do. 
and we must impact our community. That's right. For these are the true sacrifices that delights God's heart. You know, I thank God. I'm thinking about doing for the poor, and I'm thanking God that I'm, I'm thinking as, as we go through this season right now that there's been people like you so that's uh, members or that are supporters or that are viewers that have supported Linked Up Church and enabled us to be a blessing to the community by providing them with the hardware and the mechanics that they need so that they can be more efficient at serving the poor. Yeah. Donating lunches to our local schools so that we can continue to make sure our babies are fed because, just because they're not in school doesn't mean that they should miss out on a healthy meal. Yeah. So Linked Up Church, though we need to do better as a body of Christ, as the kingdom of God, I just thank God for what you are doing. Amen. Number four, we have the cleansing. We have cleansing through the blood. We have cleansing through the blood. Now, in, if you refer to your notes or the Bible app or uh, the version, you all have 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 in the Passion. But I'm going to read it from the Amplified. 1 John 1, verses 7 and 8 from the Amplified. And it reads, if we really are living and walking in the light as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses, removes us from all sin and guilt, keeps us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. Verse 8, if we say we have no sin, refusing to, to admit that we are sinners or have an inclination to sin, we delude and lead ourselves astray. And the truth which the gospel presents is not in us. It does not dwell in our hearts. See, no one understand that he, I go there in the Amplified because he's very specific in his words. And he says, if we're really living and walking in the light. See, we're living in the light when we became born again. But to walk means that we're progressing and being more like Jesus, that we're intentional about stepping more in the faith, that living more in the light. And as we do this, then he goes on to say that we have unbroken uh, that we have unbroken and true fellowship with one another. In other words, as long as I'm striving to be like Jesus, as long as I'm striving to live his standard, because he is the standard, he is the standard. Then we can have true fellowship with one another because if I'm believing that's what you're doing and you believe that that's what I'm doing, now I can give you grace in your mistakes and I can give you mercy in your errors just like you can give me grace in my mistakes and mercy in my errors. That's right. That's right. And then when we do that, he goes on to say that the blood of Jesus, it cleanses us. When we do that with one another, we continue to grow. Yeah. We don't grow in Christ just by reading his word. We don't really grow until we're in fellowship with one another. And that's why connect groups and gathering is so important. And even while we're exercising this social distance, this shelter in place, you can still have a watch party right from your device. Have, uh, invite your friends. Share the link on YouTube. Share the, your, your, your screen or whatever you're doing, Facebook Live or whatever the case may be, with people that catch this might not otherwise attend church. That's good. And when you do that, you're evangelizing. You're being a disciple of Christ. Yeah. You're saying, hey, let's all fellowship with one another yeah. so that we can walk in the cleansing power of his blood. Yeah. In other words, so that we can walk in the in intentional nullification 
of sin's power and the guilt that comes with it through his blood. That's good. That's so good. That's so good. Because he goes on to say in verse 8, that's why verse 8 is right there. Because if we think we got it all together, we don't need his power. <laughs> we don't need each other. I'm scared of that person. He said, if you think you got it all together, you think it's your, you can choose to accept or not accept what the word says. You think you got all the answers. He says, you deceive yourself. Refusing to admit that we are, he says, that we are sinners, but that we have an inclination to sin is better uh, translated. We delude and lead ourselves astray. And he says, and the truth is not in us. So in his cleansing power, mm -hmm. he removes the power of sin. Mm -hmm. He removes the power of guilt. Mm -hmm. And it's that guilt and shame that causes people to withdraw in their Christianity. Right, and from each other. And from each other. Mm -hmm. And so when we say, you know what, forget all that, it's behind me. Not saying I'm perfect, but I trust the one who is. Yes. Then I can have fellowship with you because you're sharpening me. Yes. And growing me up. Right. And I'm sharpening you yes, right. and growing you up. Yes, right. So some of you got kids at home and, you know, their talk right now is that, oh, my gosh, I have a greater appreciation for those teachers because sometimes my own kids get on my nerves. Listen. If you, if you take on the cleansing power of his blood yeah. and you understand the opportunity that you have, these kids are sharpening you. Yeah. Some of y'all don't want to be that sharpened, but that's okay. <laughs> He's sharpening us. That's Amen. Good. That's good. Number five, we have peace through the blood. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 through 23. In our world today, there's an absence of peace. And they rise in anxiety and fear. People don't know what the future holds. I'm just thankful today that one of our rights and one of our privileges is that we have peace through this pandemic. Yes. I can't tell you I know all the answers, but I can tell you everything's going to be all right. Yes. Everything. And I have peace in my heart. That there's not one weapon formed against me right. or you That's right. that will ever prosper. Colossians chapter 1, 21 through 23, the Passion Translation reads this way. Even though you were once distant from him as I was and as you were, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected or reconciled you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to you. Shalom to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. Right. So this gives us some insight into how we keep God's peace in our lives is by staying in his presence. Amen. Of course, our next question would be, well, then how do I stay in the presence of God? Spend more time in prayer. Yes. Spend more time in the Word of God. I know people want me to do more, want my wife to do more, want me to post, go on, do a video. We don't need to do more. You need to do more in terms of you spending time with God. Amen. It's not in our presence that you have peace. Yes. It's in His presence. That's good. Our job is not to make you dependent on us. Our job is to make you dependent on Him. That's right. That's and right. the more you spend in his presence, the more you spend in his word, the more you spend in prayer, the more peace you'll have. Amen. Goes on to say here, now there is nothing between you and the Father, 
For he sees you as holy, there's that word again, flawless, yes. and restored. If you indeed continue to advance in faith, watch this now, faith here is a trust and a belief in the Word of God. So if you'll continue to advance in the Word of God, if you'll continue to advance in trusting the Word of God, if you'll continue to advance in faith, assured of a firm foundation, well, what is our firm foundation? It is the Word of God. It is an anchor to our soul. The Word is that firm foundation. It will cause you to grow upon, I love this, and to never be shaken. Yes. That word shaken means to be moved away. A lot of times, folks, things like this happen in our world to move people away from God, to cause them to be shaken. But I'm telling you, if you'll put your faith in the Word of God and you'll put all your trust in the Word of God, it'll cause you to not be moved and to not be shaken. And I love this right here. From the hope of the gospel, who, uh, who you have in heaven or who you have believed in, and this is the glorious news that I preach all over the world. I want to pray for peace into every household right now. Right. I want to pray shalom, shalom into every household right now. The Bible tells us that he would keep us in perfect peace. Two Hebrew words there, peace, peace. All of those whose mind is stayed on him. Well, how do you keep your mind stayed on him? By staying in the word of God staying in prayer, using this time as an opportunity to grow in your relationship with God. If you all would, just lift your hands up right now, and I want to pray shalom, shalom. I want to pray peace into every household, right in your living room, right in your bed. Act on this right now. Lift your hands up and receive it by faith. Father, I pray for every household viewing right now, every household represented in this building. I pray shalom, shalom, peace into those households, nothing missing and nothing broken. And I pray all things restored that have been lost. I pray that every human being in the household, Father, will keep their minds stayed on you. They'll use this as an opportunity to spend more time in your words, spend more time in prayer, grow in their personal relationship with you, become less dependent on man and more dependent upon you. And so, Father, I pray that your peace remains in every household that receives it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Amen. be it. You know, I was th thinking, you know, a lot of times we make the statement that God is in control. And in the essence of things, he is. But the reality is he's only in as much control as we give him. So if we allow him to be in control, then there's peace. Yeah. Peace does not mean the absence of storms. The peace means peace the ability to wade through the storm and not being moved. That's good. For those of you who, who've read the Bible and you've, you've read the story of Jesus when he was in that boat, and it says a tempest, a huge storm came. And when that huge storm came, his, his disciples, the ones that's been with them, the one that heard his teaching, the ones that saw his miracles, signs, master, and wonders. Master, we're master, sinking. We're sinking. We're, sinking. we're, we're going to die. We're going to die. What's going to happen? What did he Getting say? life tubes and, 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 and buying all the face masks. Do wisdom. But there's nothing like the peace of God. Yeah. 
What did he say to the storm? When they woke him up, not what he said to the storm. He said to them, what did he say to them? Peace, be still. No, what did he say to them? Why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? I know You have Bible. little faith. Yes. And he's like, doggone it. Peace, be still. And it had to obey. And it had to obey him. Economy, be still. Yes. It has to obey in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All right, number six. Number six, we have been brought close to God through the blood. We have been close to God through the blood. Now, I just changed my little digital package at home, my communication package, and we got what's called a bundle. Yes. And in that bundle, we have a couple of services in that bu bundle. You saved us some money. I saved us some money. Thank you. Yes. So That's good, what good I wife. do. Good wife. Yes. Good wife. Thank you. But we got this thing called the bundle. In other words, we got more uh, within this package that made it affordable, but we got more services so that we have the greater conveniences of life because we stuck with this one company for multiple services. Well, when you're brought close to God, mm -hmm. there's a bundle involved. Uh huh. Just like when you are just a Christian, there's a bundle involved. We're talking about that, but when you're brought close to God, you have multiple blessings. Mm. You have multiple access. Mm. You have to understand that just to be in his shadow, mm. just to be in his shadow, you have no need to fear. Yeah. Just to be in his shadow, you're protected. Yeah. Just to be in his shadow, you're provided for. Yeah. But then just think when you're brought close to him, mm. so close that he says, I can kiss you. Let me see how. No. All right. You did that. You did that. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 in the Passion Translation. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 in the Passion. It says, <laughs> look at you now. I'm not saying that. That's what it says in here. Look at you now. <laughs> Everything is new. Everything. Although you were once distant and far away from God. In other words, he says, although you were at one time not even in the place to receive the revelation knowledge of his saving grace. You weren't even in a position to think that there's someone out there that loved you enough to deliver you from yourself. In other words, he says you were far off and that you didn't even realize that you didn't have to live life the way you were living it. He says now you have been brought delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of Jesus. You have actually been united to Christ. When he says united, he says you've been connected to. So in other words, where he goes, you go. Yeah. What he has, you have. How he lives, you live. Yeah. Then he goes on to say in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, so you don't have to qualify to be Christian. A lot of people think you got to qualify. No, when you say, I believe and I receive in Jesus, you are not just Savior, but your Lord. That means your master. I want to please you. Yeah. I want to delight you. I want to glorify you. Then he says, baby, well, come on. Because where I am, there you are. And where, if you're where I am, then you get all that I have, That's right? Good. Yes. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, And so now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned, to receive mercy's kiss, there it is, and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. So in times past, we talked about it, that only one man could go into the Holy of Holies as a representative for mankind. 
But God says, I love you so much. The song says, you didn't want heaven without us, so you brought heaven down. Yeah. See, it was more than just a sacrifice to remit us from sins. That's great. But Jesus says, they need more than just to be able to get into heaven. I want them to experience heaven on earth so that as they go through this necessary passageway called life on earth, they could still live life shining. They could still live life on top. They could still live life in my victory. Yes. And then he says, so now you've received mercy's kiss. That's not getting the judgment that you deserved. He says that you're so close that I could kiss you on your forehead. When you wake up with breath in your body, that's a kiss on the forehead. When you wake up in your right mind, that's a kiss on the forehead. When you have the opportunity to move and to to exist, that's a kiss on the forehead. If you're eating, that's a kiss on the forehead. If you got that stimulus check, that was a kiss on the forehead. Somebody ought to thank you right there. Run around your living room right there. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, the last one. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, in the Passion, he says, And now we are brothers and sisters in God's family yes. because of the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And he welcomes us to come right into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, boldly and with no anticipation. Wait, how is he relating and correlating our brotherhood and sisterhood with the body of Christ to come into the holy of holies? Because we retain the Holy Spirit. Mm. When he lives within us, we became the holy of holies. And when we're in fellowship with one another, we enhance the glory that's due to him. We, we, we now say, hey, we, we, can, we can go boldly as a, as a group, as a foundation, as his body, understanding that we are a part of him. Yes. Just as he is now a part of us. It's a privilege to be a part of God's community. It's a privilege to be in fellowship with one another. It's a privilege to to be sharpened by your sister and your brother. It's a privilege to be not only citizens of the kingdom of God, but it's a privilege to bring other people into citizenships in the kingdom of God. So good. Number seven, we have eternal inheritance through the blood. I don't really need to add much to this because One of the greatest blessings of believing is knowing that we will never die. Yes. And that we have an eternal reward in heaven. Hebrews 9, 14, 15, the Passion Translation says, Yet how much more will the sacred blood of the Messiah thoroughly cleanse our conscience? For by the power of the eternal spirit, he has offered himself to God as the perfect sacrifice that now frees us from our dead works to worship and serve the living God. I don't know where you're at right now, but I know you don't have to go back to where you came from. That's right. That's right. That sin sacrifice cleansed our evil conscience. Satan always tries to remind you of what you did. You need to remind him about what he did also and where that's going to end him up at throughout all of eternity. When he reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. That's right. So Jesus is the one who has enacted a new covenant with a new relationship with God so that those who accept the invitation will receive the eternal inheritance as he promised to his heirs. So all of us that have already received Christ, we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. 
you don't know him today, in a moment I'm going to give you an opportunity to become an heir of Jesus Christ and to make heaven your home and to know that you will live forever. I wouldn't walk away from such a beautiful invitation right. today That's to true. have an eternal inheritance. This is a part of your uh, inheritance, and you are an heir when you become a son or daughter of God. For he died to release us from the guilt of the violations committed under the old covenant. I know you've done a lot of wrong in your life. I've done a lot of wrong in my life. I just want to encourage you today that it is all covered by the blood. You are not what you did. Yes. You can be what he makes you if you'll receive him and all that he provided for you today. In fact, that's a good setup for number eight. Number eight is that we have redemption through the blood. We have redemption through the blood. You want to turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8 in the Passion. We have redemption through the blood. In other words, he set us in a right place again. Yeah. He, he clicked the reset button. He clicked the start over button. He's not looking at what you did. He's not thinking about what you did. Oftentimes, that's the enemy that has access to our mind and allows our mind to keep us trapped and what has happened. So in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, it says here, since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood. He says the treasures, in other words, the invaluable, the immeasurable, the, 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 the priceless gifts of redemption by his blood. That's a clean conscience that, that previous message talked about, that previous scripture talked about. That's, that's a good, that's a reset button that says, hey, I am new. Yeah. Hey, that's not who I have to be. Hey, I'm not limited by what my family did. Hey, I can nullify the family curse. Yeah. Hey, I can be a great parent though I didn't have good parents. Yeah. Hey, I could be a great employee even though everyone in my family was a hustler. I can be a great entrepreneur every, although my parents were blue-collar blue labor workers. I can have what they said I couldn't have. Yeah. I don't have to be limited because I've been reset. I've been made right. Yeah. I'm not limited anymore. Yeah. Christ said, Jesus bought said back. that I have been bought back. Yeah. And because I've been bought back, I have been set at one with him again. So now I'm not in the field. I'm back in the Garden of Eden, baby. And where the Garden of Eden is, is every supply. In fact, eating itself means pleasure. I can have all the pleasures of life because that was God's intention for yes. us in the first place. Yes. And he says, by, uh, by the total, by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. The total cancellation of our sins. What does he mean there? The power of those sins. Now, we can't decide to live in this place of doing wrong. That's right. And it's just canceled because now we're just committed to the sin. Right. But he cancels it when we, when we say we want to be right and do right. He says, okay, clean slate. Now, does that mean you're not allowed to make any mistakes? No. We'll make mistakes, but as long as our heart is to repent and get right. I can't tell you how I messed up, yes, this morning probably. When I say mess up, I mean I did things in my own power. Sometimes Sin just means missing the mark. I'm sure I did something. But then he says, hey, I've canceled that because I know you. Yeah. I know the heart of man. Yeah. I know where you want to be. Yeah. So I'll give you credit yeah. based off of where you want to be. Yeah. I'll give you credit 
based off of your, the best intent of your heart because I know the truth of your heart. And then he says here, because of the cascading riches of his grace. In other words, because of that, I love you so much. Because I died for you, because I made it available to you, I'm going to give you what you don't deserve. I'm going to give you the riches you didn't earn. I'm going to give you the healing that you didn't deserve. I'm going to give you the eternity that you couldn't live for. This super abundant grace is already powerfully working in us. It's already in you, baby girl. It's already in you, baby boy. And he says this, releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. He says that this grace is already in us, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. In other words, he canceled the power of sin, but you still have the responsibility of responding to it by tapping into his wisdom. By tapping into his kind of understanding, by the renewing of your mind day by day, by resetting your thoughts every 10 seconds. The minute you see your mind escaping and going somewhere, you ain't got no business going, you have the ability to reset it and say, nope, that's not the mind of Christ. That's an imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of the Word of God. Because I know the Word of God says, though the weapon may form, it may not prosper. I know the Word of God says that even though I might feel something going on in my body, he said, by his stripes, I was healed. And if I was healed, I am healed. So this smeared on, rubbed on, anointing that he's transferred onto us gave us this ability to walk in this super abundant grace, working within us, making available to us all wisdom and practical understanding because we have been redeemed. We have been redeemed. Yeah having the mind of Christ in us to prosper and do the good things that he put us on the earth to do. That's such good news. So he didn't leave you without help. We're getting ready to close with number nine. He didn't leave you without help. If I understand what you just said correctly, all the wisdom that you need is already in you. And again, the more time you spend in prayer, more time you spend in the Word, it'll give you understanding about the wisdom that you already have so you'll know what to do. Proverbs says, with all of your getting, get an understanding. That's right. So the more wisdom that God gives you, you need to understand it because there's no sense in knowing it and I don't know how to use it. That's right. Prayer will help you with that. Listen, folks, God is resetting everything. And if you're listening, people are buying up opportunities right now. Life is getting ready to get better for those that will draw out that wisdom and understand it. It's not getting ready to go back to what it was, so don't look for it. That's not the old. The old normal will never again be the new normal. So wisdom tells us we need to rethink church. We need to rethink how we do life. We need to rethink everything. And I'm telling you, that wisdom is already on the inside of you to navigate that. You know what? There's a rumbling. I just heard something in my spirit that this is an opportunity. God didn't cause this to happen. He didn't allow this to happen. It has happened because there's a wicked enemy that seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. But God, in his sovereignty and in his power, he knew it would happen and would use it as an opportunity to still yet prove his glory, to prove his goodness. So in this, I've just heard, when you said that, I just heard in the spirit that I'm shaking and breaking religion. Okay, that's good. I receive that. I'm shaking and breaking religion, religion in the context of tradition, religion in the context of the mask. Tired of it anyway. Let's take off the mask. Let's kick see, religion. Some of you are looking at church right now in your pajamas. 
And guess what? He wants you to come to him just that way. Yeah. Yeah. Just naked and unashamed so well, that he could sharpen you. Well, think about it. The scripture says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. <laughs> Your guess, house. Guess where the house of the Lord is? Right now. Your house. Your house. Isn't that good news? Let's close right here. We've got to close. We have victory through the blood. We have victory through the blood. Listen to me, family. Listen to me, friends. You're not trying to get the victory. You already have That's the right. victory. That's right. First John 5, 4 and 5 says, the Passion Translation, you see every child of God, King James Version says, everyone who is born of God, those that have received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, every child of God, man, woman, boy, or girl, every single one of them overcomes. Yes. That word overcomes means to subdue, it means to conquer, it means to prevail, and it means to get the victory. Dominate. Every single child of God gets the victory. Yes. Somebody ought to thank God for that right now. Every born-again child of God gets the victory that comes from God. Every single one of us. I love this. It goes on to say here, over the world. The, world, world, the word world here is a Greek word, cosmos. So he's talking about the world's orderly arrangement of things. He's talking about a system. Folks, I don't want to get into all of the theories and stuff, but there's probably some type of system behind all the madness that you're seeing right now. Some kind of system to control mankind. But when you are in Christ, you can't be controlled by man. And it's being in Christ that gives you the victory that overcomes that system. That's Come right. on, somebody, right. somebody ought to right. say amen That's to right. that right now. I'm talking about God gives us a victory that the world will never know, they will never understand, because it is in Christ. He says here, for our faith, that word faith there is pistio, not pistis. So he's talking about here faith in a person. So you don't want to have faith in the president right now. I'm not dishonoring our president. I pray for him every day, but my faith is not in him. He's limited. He's very limited. We're limited. We're limited. You're limited. You're limited. But you want to have faith in a person. And just in case you don't know who that person is, I'll tell you. His name is Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. He says here, for our faith, pistio, faith in a person, is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. Jesus said, since I have overcome the world and you are in me, then you have overcome the world. He says, so who are the world conquerors defeating its power? Somebody ought to type in right there, I am a world conqueror. Yes. Type it in right now. Say it out of your mouth. Get it on your lips. I am a world overcomer. I am a world conqueror because of my faith in Jesus Christ. Then it goes on to say here, who are the world, who are the world conquerors defeating its power? I love it because it answers its own questions. Those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That's right. What a great segue into giving somebody out there right now who does not know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior this wonderful opportunity to become a world overcomer and to have victory in every area of your life. I'm not telling you that victory is going to come instantly 
after we pray this prayer. But I'm telling you, the process of that victory begins instantly well, access, after we pray. The, the access, access to, to the it. victory ahead, is speak immediate. To speak to it. That's right. When you become born again, beloved, you have access to all the promises of God in that moment. Instantly. But we're encouraged to renew our mind. We're encouraged to get ourselves in the presence of God. We're encouraged to acknowledge him in all our ways. And that right there can be a process. I know for me it was a process. For him there was a process. But there was parts of my old life that I was able to shed immediately. So when he says that you have victory, you have access to that victory right away. But just because your circumstance might not have disappeared immediately, listen, he's giving you wisdom and practical understanding to get, get ahead of that That's situation. So That's so good. So I don't know what's going on in your life right now. Revelations 12:11 tells us that we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb. It's the only way to overcome is believing in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection. It also says we overcome him by the word of our testimony. God wants to give someone a testimony today that you have received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and it is through that decision that you've overcome every obstacle that you'll ever face in your life. So if you want to know Christ today, I want to pray for you. Maybe this whole thing has caused you to get away from God. You're saying today, I heard enough, man. I'm missing out on all the rights and privileges that God has afforded me. I want to come back to Christ. I want to rededicate my life to him. If that's you, I want to lead you in a prayer today. Thirdly, you can join Linked Up Church today. Uh, real simply, we offer the classes right after these, this service ends today. But let me lead those first two groups in prayer. If you would, just put your hand over your heart. Wherever you're watching from right now, wherever you're viewing from, just put your hand over your heart, and I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth, what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. And all my sins are forgiven in Jesus' name. Amen. Just lift up your hands right where you are right now and just thank God for your new relationship. Thank God for being brought back to Christ. Just thank God that you have victory over this world, over this world system. Thank him that you are an overcomer in Christ. If you pray that prayer sincerely from your heart today, there's some information on your screen. Follow the direction on your screen. If you just want to let us know that you prayed that prayer, type in right now, I prayed that prayer. And we'll have someone on our social media team contact you, get your information, and figure out how to help you take your next step. We're so excited. We're so glad to have you be a part of the family of God. Hello, my brother. Hello, my sister. So glad to be a part of the family with you. Hello, family. Thank you for joining our online service today. I want to invite you to become a part of our online community by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Download the Linked Up Church app. Visit our website to find out everything that's going on here at Linked Up Church. 
If you desire to help us reach more people just like you, you can do so by clicking the Give button now. This will allow us to connect more people to God, to family, to purpose, and community. Thanks again for watching our service on today. We were so excited to have you and see you next time.